Stay tuned for today's encouraging and inspirational message. Here's Pastor Russ. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for Conversations with Russ. Hey, hey. So glad that you're joined us today. Uh, Pastor Ruben's here. Hey, everybody. How you doing? And we're just a couple minutes late jumping into the phrase, so sorry about that. We had a few technical difficulties, but we're here. We're live. That's right, baby. Living color. <laughs> here we go. Live on 1460 AM. Also heard around the world at liferadionj.com. Right That's now, right. Facebook Live. Do us a favor. Tell them what to do. Hit share, everybody. And Go. like. And like. <laughs> Feel free to comment if while you're at it. You might as well. Yep. Just hit, uh, hit, hit that little share button. Only so. good comments. No. <laughs> Hey, we, come at come come at us. Fragile self esteem. So yeah, only, yeah, yeah, just yeah. kidding, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would love for you to just uh, feel free to hit like on that. Uh, you can share all this as well, so that all your friends and family can uh, share in some of the uh, the thoughts that we have. I was going to say all of the genius thoughts we have, but yeah, that might well, be giving us too much that credit. Might be giving us too much credit. <laughs> so, uh, but we're really glad uh, that you've joined us. We don't take it for granted that you take some time out of your day to listen to conversations with Russ. Russ and Ruben, R&R &R, in yeah. the afternoon, something <laughs> like that. Anyway, hey, great news, great news, great news. We're going to be uh, FM 92.9 next week. We're thinking nice. Tuesday, Wednesday. I like it. So uh, they've already climbed the towers and put the antenna up there. I offered, and no one let me do he it. He didn't offer anything. It's 180 feet in the air, <laughs> and uh, I didn't offer either. <laughs> uh, but there's, uh, there's guys at Spider-Man. But that's his hero. I would think that you that's know Spider-Man is his hero. I would think he I would climb the tower. I said one comment once months ago, but um, I backed out. So... <laughs> Oh, wow. So glad that you joined us today once again. What we're going to be tackling today is mental health yeah. issues. Uh, and because this month, the month of May, is yep. Mental Health Awareness Month. That's right. So we're going to jump into this today. Uh, you know what? It's, it's, um, mental health is kind of, it's been a kind of a poo-poo subject in the church. It's kind of, it's, it's has been taboo in the past. Why is that? Um, I think people get really scared of what the implications might be. Um, I think that there are plenty of people that I've interacted with over the years that um, have a little bit of a misunderstanding of mental health, um, whether that's provoked by an actual situation or circumstance or mental health in the sense of something that is um, chemically imbalanced in people's brain. And I think that in the church, we don't know what to do with that. And I think there's sometimes where people uh, chalk it off to demonic yeah. depression or something or de demonic possession or something along those lines. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that isn't, that isn't always true. And I don't think it should be our first assumption ever. Not only is it <laughs> not always true, it's rarely. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. extreme cases, but, uh, and I think because the church hasn't really known how to deal with it, we just don't deal with it or just blame it all on the devil yeah. and move on. Yeah. And, um, and just to be completely candid, uh, just minutes into this, um, I have dealt with anxiety and depression, um, for the last 14 years of my life. Um, it's, it's something that I, I deal with now. It's not something I have dealt with, 
Um, it's something that's a continual thing for me. And so this whole conversation um, is is always really important to me. And I think that there was a, a really long time where I found it hard to confess that I was emotionally wounded or um, not okay. Um, and it had a lot to do with the fact that if I was afraid if I said something, um, someone might question my faith. Yeah. You know, because there's yeah. a lot of stigma yeah. out there that the reason why you feel this way is because you don't have enough faith, um, that you aren't believing God enough. Um, and we're, we're going to potentially continue that conversation next week, but it was something that there's, there's the two ends of the spectrum that the church is, the church had been really bad about talking about it. Um, because we were afraid of the, the demons or whatever, but then I think it was also people who dealt with those things had a difficult time confessing those things because of feeling a type of shame that they might experience from other people in the church. Yeah, and the church has, the, and sad to say this, and the, the church has not always been a safe place right. to, to talk about mental health issues. Hey, take that off the table for a minute. The church is not, been a very safe place to talk about anything <laughs> that's, uh, that's that good. other than just positivity. And, and, and so we wear these masks and, and I can't do it on my own, but, but, but one of my uh, goals in life is to deconstruct this facade that, that everybody is so pressured to perform yeah. and to be the happy Christian all the time that, and, and the church is somehow maybe not vocally, but, but, um, passively mm-hmm. um, put, put, put up that kind of a front to where um, if we confess anything really that we're struggling with, that somebody's going to label us right. a bad Christian. I got to tell you, everybody, I mean, I really admire Pastor Ruben in, in, in talking about this. Um, and he has even spoke about it publicly from the pulpit. Right, for sure. I mean, and um, it, it, it took... <sighs> Just quickly, it took us, my family, years before we would talk about the addiction that hit our family. Yeah. Heroin addiction that touched my youngest daughter. And and um, and whether it's addiction, mental health, mm-hmm. or any other struggle, why is it that that we we struggle with how to struggle? Right. And, uh, and, and that we find the church not a safe place. Yeah, that's it's really tough. Um and I think, and that's got to change. I think that's what it comes down to. I think it comes down to people being open about the conversation and saying this is a real thing that we're facing, and we have to stop pretending that it's not happening, um, or that it doesn't touch Christians. Right. And I, and that's that. That's exactly right. That's really good. And I think, in all reality, we get into these. I, I, I should say this. I think that the church has gotten a lot better about it. Yes. Than it was. Yes. yes. Um, Much better. And and I was saying pretty pretty rapidly as well um that i think that when i you know i've i'm going on a decade walking up this faith journey i think that if if i came out about all of this and 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 came out about the feeling depressed um a while ago when I first got saved, I don't know if I would have had the support group around me. I, I would have individual friends, but I don't think um, I could confidently say that I would have church people who would help walk me through what that actually looks like. And I can say that recently I've had a surplus of people who 
um, once we ha- started having the conversation, we're so much more open about the actual conversation and saying, you know what, I've dealt with this too, and, and this was a season of depression I had, or I've been dealing with this depression for X amount of years. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think that I'm, I'm really excited about the fact that there's a lot more people talking about this, and I'm really excited about what yeah. that's going to, yeah. to do. Now, is it completely perfect? No, Do I, I think we still need to talk about it more and more, but that's why conversations like this become really important for us to broaden that, um, that uh, platform for us to, to, to continue to talk about it. Yeah, so, so true. Th- I, I think whenever we share, uh, whenever we begin to lower our walls, yeah. take our masks off, um, because you know what? Everybody... Everybody is fighting some battle, fighting some giant. Right. And so anybody that comes off to me uh, that everything's perfect in my life, I mean, I'm not buying it. Right. <laughs> and and probably nobody's buying it. Yeah. And so could we just stop with the pretending and the high performance mentality? Yeah. And could we just be real with each other? I got to tell you, man, I, just in the past, let's see, two, three, probably four years or so since... Mm-hmm. Since I stopped with the whole faking it thing, right? Uh, I mean, really, pastor for years, and 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 I, we're talking about <laughs> mental health, but just the heroin addiction in my family—it was our family secret. I just was convinced that if I shared it, I'd be labeled a bad pastor and a bad father. Right. And how can you help me if your family's messed up? Right. <laughs> and so, when I finally lowered the wall and began to talk about it, I got to tell you, I have never been so free in my life. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I gotta. I gotta, I gotta be at this. I gotta be a ten all the time, or right. I gotta perform all the time. Or, gee, pastors should never struggle. <laughs> you forget that we're human when things Hello. like that happen. We I put can't... our pants on one leg at a time, <laughs> just like you know? everybody else. Somebody saw my wife at the grocery store. And she, th- do you really shop for groceries? <laughs> no, <laughs> ravens just bring. They them just and... bring it and lay it at our front. All we have to do is open the front door, and it's right there. <laughs> and, and and we're going to talk more about mental health specifically here in a minute, and we're going to carry it on into next Thursday as well because right. we're going to debunk some myths out there as well. Yeah. But can I say this really quick? One of my favorite things that we do here at the Fountain of Life, one of our core values, is authentic community, um, and. And I say that not to pat yes. ourselves out yes. on the back, but I think that in all reality, when you talk about um, the the struggle your family went through, um, when when I have the chance to be able to share the what I am currently dealing with, um, what I what I like about that so much is that I have all all I've ever wanted to be my entire life was authentic. Like yeah. I'm yeah. not. It's free. I can't play that game. I don't want to play that game. Um, I think that even even coming down to the point where I'm not interested in the hey how you doing I'm good I'm not going to use the word good if I'm not good like you'll hear me say when somebody says how you doing I'll say I'm doing okay I'm doing fine if I say I'm doing good I'm I'm being genuine about it yeah. um, if I'm saying I'm doing okay I'm being genuine about it because I'm not interested in even in the smallest avenue I'm not interested in presenting anything except authenticity and I know authenticity is a buzzword and I don't mean to just say it just for the sake of having buzzwords in our yeah. conversation yeah, but we need to say it I'm genuine like I I truly believe that I want to be as authentic as possible. And so it's important for me to, if somebody says, how you doing to say, okay, if that's all I'm feeling, I I don't have to, 
That's I'm a not going to try to pretend. Um, I'm not going to try to make somebody feel bad. And when I'm having a really terrible day, I'm going to sit there and be like, you know, you know how you doing? Like, well, I hate everything and everything's the worst in the world. Like, I'm not trying to, to suck you down. But I also am not going to sit here and be like, I'm great. Everything's fantastic because I don't think that's realistic. And neither do we. And neither do we. Um, open up and share our whole life with just everybody. Exactly. Who in passing, hey, how you doing? Um, yeah, I think we have to be careful with who we Absolutely. really share our deepest struggles with. But 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 certainly we need to have a close group of people around us with whom For we sure. can share our struggles. For sure. And they're not going to label us or treat us as less than. Right. Exactly. And, and, and uh, Ruben is right. Uh, one of our core values is authentic community. Let's I want Fountain of Life to be a safe place right? Um, where people can be real, where we can, I've always said when we, when we share our struggles, they're cut in half. Right. When we share a joy, it's doubled. doubled. But let's share, and <laughs> the catchphrase, do life together. It's, but, but that's it gets the, a little buzzy too. It gets but, a little buzzy too. But also. <laughs> but, but it's real. And yeah. That's, and that's what the church body is all about. It's too many Christians Live lives of quiet desperation. Mm -hmm. Come to church and raise their hands and say amen and, and clap and go home and live a very desperate life. Right. Because the marriage has gone to hell in a handbasket. Right. Or they're dealing with a sickness or addiction or mental health and they're right. just scared to death uh, to share it with anybody. Yeah. Okay, so... You know, I'll, I'll attempt to answer some of the questions because it is conversations with Russ. But right. this is an area that you you've, that you do struggle with. This yeah. is not like, and here's another here's another Christianism. Right. <laughs> um, We're gonna have to do three of these. Where part yeah. one is just this introduction yeah, part one is on the why this is important. Then <laughs> it, it, it's it's um I forgot what I was gonna say now. Um, Christianism. Here's yeah. Another Christianism. Um, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, we could I save, forgot. We could save it for next week. I forgot. If save you, it for next week. Yeah, if you hear, if you remember it, feel uh, free yeah, to interrupt I'll, me. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll jump in um, yeah. and, and share it, but you, let's, let's go to the first thing. Let's do it. Let's go to the um, first thing. I think that... Lost my train of thought. Senior moment! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yikes. It might, might have been my fault. Probably is. <laughs> I had somebody used to say that, listen, don't interrupt somebody who's a little older because they have that thought, and if you interrupt them, they're going to lose it immediately, so... My fault. My fault. Uh, anyway, here we go. Let's jump into this. Okay. Um, so according to the National Institute of Mental Health, one in five people suffer from depression. So um, even just going into uh, a church our sides, we're talking about hundreds of people suffering from depression. And so... Um, one this, in five. One in five. Yeah. And so my question to you this first opening question here has is have you ever personally dealt with anything uh um, that that was related to depression or anxiety you know what that's in, uh, that that's um not like not regularly okay um but i yeah, this may sound really crazy but what when i've traveled mm -hmm. and done ministry right abroad like crossing the pond, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, been in another country, maybe ministered. I remember one time I was in Bangladesh. I preached 14 times in like eight days. Wow. And, 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 um, and I came home. It was, it was a great spiritual victory. Yeah. And so many people got saved. People good, filled good. with the Holy Spirit. Amen. A, a very successful ministry trip and come home and just feel depressed. Hmm. 
Yeah. And I could never wrap my mind around it. I'm like, why do I feel this way? Could it be a combination of fatigue, jet lag, or or hmm. just I don't I don't know. But yeah. then you know what I thought? I remember when Elijah had a moment of depression, yeah. and you know when it came? After one of his biggest victories. Yeah. After Elijah and the prophets of Baal, um, he slew 400 of them, and God answered by fire. I mean, it was it was a huge victory. Yeah. And days later, he's in a cave, running from Jezebel, right, running for his life, and he prays to God, he wants to die. Yeah. You know what's one of my favorite parts of that story? He he takes a nap, and then he eats food, and he feels a whole lot better. So you want some really practical advice? Right, so, on... okay. so the next time I feel that way, yeah, order I, some Chick Fil A. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's not to. I mean, in all reality, you know, your body releases endorphins after you know, like your body heals itself while it's sleeping. Your body releases endorphins when you're eating, and so um, when you're when you're like feeling some of these seasons, and this isn't the perfect science. This isn't. This is the answer to everything, right? I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying sometimes though, the best way for the Lord to minister to us is simply by us having some food and taking a nap nap. is all (laughs) take a nap and have some food right (laughs) but really that was after elijah's greatest victory he felt down yeah and not just down i mean he prayed to die and so that's not that's not just uh, (laughs) i'm feeling a little blue today that's i'm ready for it all to be done and over yeah yeah and so when you ask me the question if I ever felt that, probably the, the times I have felt the most down, the most depressed, is after some spiritual victory. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, and I, I don't quite know why that is. That's a really interesting connection there. And um, uh, not just traveling abroad, e- even after something large was done and accomplished here, I don't know why that is. Maybe, yeah. maybe the end of a project or a lot of pastors are depressed on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> You know, did I get my sermon across right or whatever? But right. but but what I have found, and I, and I find a, in, in stories the story about Elijah is that after some great victory, um, I sometimes feel like really wiped. Yeah. Um, so that's like the depression side of it. Do you? And it's okay for you to say no here, but is, has there been a time that you've ever dealt with anxiety or um, panic attacks or anything along those lines? I, I got to tell you, <laughs> um, I, not for a long time. Right. Not for a long time. Um, and you know what? I, I hate to say this, but I used to have zero sympathy for people that had panic attacks. Hmm. Like people say, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I'm like, breathe. You know, and, you've been and, doing it your whole life. <laughs> yeah, you've been doing it your whole life. I've, I've had people say I have a panic attack and I, and I, and I couldn't breathe. Right. And um, I, I never had any real sympathy. I'm sorry to say that because I, I didn't understand it right. until I had one. Yeah. Until I had one. Yeah. And I remember standing in the parking lot of the church at White Plains <coughs> and um, and the police just arrested my daughter mm-hmm. and they <laughs> for possession of heroin right there on the church property and and they put her in a car and she's you know crying and screaming, Daddy, don't let him take me. And I couldn't breathe, man. Yeah. I, I, I felt like I couldn't breathe. I couldn't catch my breath. And uh, and when something so traumatic happened, you know, like that yeah. uh, to me, um, and I actually, I, I couldn't catch my breath. Mm-hmm. And, and, and 
and I, uh, I, I got on the phone. I called the pastor, a friend of mine. I said, I think you got to come preach Sunday because I can't deal with this. Right. Um, but I, but I remember, I remember standing out there and we lived on the church property at the time. Our house was right there and the church was right there. And I was like standing right between them. Right. And I just wanted to go into the house and just yell at God and yeah. cry and, and just be depressed. And why is this happening to me? And I'm serving you God. And, right. you know, and I've prayed for this for years for you to solve it. And you're not doing anything about it. You know, and, I, and that's you're what literally I'm, saying all of my prayers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, and you, and I oh, and I hate to say this because I don't want to sound like, like look at me, but I chose to I, I chose to go into the church and just worship. Hmm. That's and, good. Um, and I, I made the decision to preach that day. And my friend who I asked to come and preach actually attended our service that day. Nice. And um, and then and God just used me in spite of myself. But but since I had that panic attack, right, bro, let me tell you. I am so sensitive, so empathetic, so caring. If somebody says I'm having a panic attack, I'm like, come here, come here, let's sit down and talk. I could attest to it because we were in a meeting, like an all-day meeting, and I just had an anxiety attack, and it was really hitting me really hard. And he just walked me out of the meeting. We sat out in the lobby for five-ish minutes um, until I can kind of talk, talk things through, think things through. And then we just walked right back into the meeting. And so he's, he's not lying. That was real. <laughs> and, 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 you know, sometimes we just need somebody to sit with us and not give us all the answers. Oh, my gosh. You know, I mean, Say Christ, it again Christians, for the people in the back. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a famous Christian thing, you know. Uh-huh. As soon as somebody shares a struggle, we just immediately start hitting them with answers. The right. average person only listens for 17 seconds hmm. before they jump in and start making it about them. All right. Or pummeling us with scriptures. Sometimes the best thing we can do for each other is to sit and shut up yep. and just listen. Yep. Just listen. So so now I'm so different. I thank God I'm I thank God I'm not the person I was five years ago, ten years ago. Yeah. Um and if somebody shares that with me now, I just wanna I just I, I feel it because I I couldn't breathe myself. Yeah. And I think there's when when anxiety hits, it often for me, I should say that it often feels like there's this pressure on my tre- my chest as if somebody had placed a brick on my chest and just slowly but surely there's another brick and another brick and another brick just pushing down on my chest. Um, and that's a very real sensation that people feel. It it manifests itself differently sometimes for people on, on what the anxiety actually looks like, but that's how it felt for me. Um, that's how it feels for me. And um, it, it really it's a really intense thing. And so, um, we just want to let you know that, you know, it's, it's something we have experienced and, you know, we, we kind of sit alongside of you in that, knowing that what you're facing, what you're dealing with is, is real. So, So, you know, let's do this. We've got, we've got like more questions, but we only have like four minutes left. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. A whole, a a whole, Conversations with Russ about but we were a couple minutes late, so yeah, yeah, we have yeah, more we, time we, we than we think. Couple, we were a couple minutes late, but really introducing this and introducing the, you know sometimes what else causes anxiety with me? What's that? Is like uh, when someone says, "I really need an appointment with you," and they <laughs> I, don't tell me what it's about. Nice and vague. <laughs> you know, it, I hate vague things like that. Uh-huh. I like you know, and and like you know, are you going to come and criticize me or ask me why you know we're not doing this? I, I, you know, sometimes that that like 
strikes a yeah. thing in me, you know. So I think we're all afraid of the unknown yeah. a little bit, and and unknown things can can cause anxiety. Yeah. But let's do this as we just wrap this up with only like three four minutes left. All right. And that is, um, I think, well, I think one of the questions: How do we respond to people? So I think if one in five people are, you said are dealing with yep. anxiety or depression in some way, that means every one of us knows somebody. Right. Either you in know our at family, least five people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of us know somebody who who is struggling. Right. How can we help? So you know what? Let me. I know it's conversation with Russ, but let yeah. me ask you the question, because you you not you. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember the thing. I hey, remember. I came I, back. <laughs> I remember. It's Christians don't know how to give their testimony. They say, before I got saved, I used to struggle with this. Like, like my life is all perfect now. Right. And what I, what I admire about you, you're not saying this is something I used to struggle with. All right. But this is a current, everyday struggle. Yeah. Um, and Christians are just famous for telling us what they used to struggle mm -hmm. with, you know. Um, but since you struggle with it, what's the best way fellow Christians can come alongside and help someone they know is struggling with mental health or anxiety? Holy moly. You answered the question. Right. Holy moly. Here we go. Um, I think that you have to start recognizing some signs in people. You have to start recognizing um, different characteristics, um, especially, especially if it's caused by something, right? Like, you, if somebody passes away in your family and you're dealing with that grief, that is a type of depression and it might look a little bit different. It might be because of a situation, but that doesn't diminish the feelings that they have. Um, but there are certain signs that people tend to do um, where there are um, eating habits that change, sleeping habits that change, weight um, that changes, whether gaining or losing. Um, and so I think we just have to be aware of those signs. One of the biggest things is isolation. People who, I, I do this. Um, I tend to try to isolate myself when I'm feeling these seasons or these moments of depression, when it kind of hits me a little bit harder. Um, and what's really difficult for somebody like me, um, contrary to popular belief, uh, I am a very introverted person. And so what's difficult for those who are around me is deciphering the times where I am, I am trying to be alone to rejuvenate myself um, and, and get mm -hmm. back to where mm -hmm. I need to be and the times where I'm isolating myself because I don't want to be asked the questions. I don't want to have to face the things that I'm feeling or dealing with. Um, so one of, one of the best things that happens for, for me is, I'll, I'll particularly talk about this with my wife. Um, I, with, for, with my wife specifically, with people who are close to me, I have, I'm really terrible at making the right like the right faces. You just have to be around me long enough and you'll watch as I like the facade that I put on will will quickly cripple. I put facades as much as I want to be authentic. We all put facades on at the mm -hmm. end of the day. Yeah, yeah, um yeah. so I I have somebody like my wife Meredith who will ask me if I'm okay. I might try to switch the conversation or or make it look like a like a like a different answer or I'll be like, "Yeah, I'm fine. Did you see what our dog did?" and try to change that conversation, but she sits with it long enough to then follow up with me again and say, 
like how are you really doing and i think there is a little bit of a difference like you don't have to patronize somebody when you're asking them what they're how they're feeling right like i don't need you to pity me um because i'm feeling these things so but i i, I do need somebody to follow up with me um and try to get past anything i might try any walls that i try to bring up and really ask questions in the right way okay and i know that's difficult and i know that's really cryptic and i know that it's not the easiest because you're like oh well i asked this person Uh, a thousand questions and i think that's twofold one that person has to be emotionally mature enough to really let let you in and be able to share those things because you're trying to help them figure out a healing that god has for them i think that also has to do with um them being comfortable with you enough to share those things with you. Um, I'm I'm not to what you said earlier. If some random person that I met on the street was to be like, Hey, how are you? I saw your show. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Thanks. No, how you really doing? I'm doing fine. Thanks. I'm not telling you, (laughs) I'm not telling you these things. Right. But if there's somebody who's closer to me and um, they say, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Are, like, are you really okay? I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a little bit more candid with them. It, there needs to be that, that trust back and forth in order to even begin that conversation with right. the person. Right, right. So, okay. So, what you're saying is, we got to wrap it up. Four thirty-two, but brother tech director got us on four minutes late. We're That's good. okay. We're gonna wrap it up. <laughs> so, you're saying watch for signs, change right. in behaviors, sleeping, eating habits like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ask questions. Right. Um, how are you? And I like what you said, and follow up too. Yeah. It's because, because we put on facades, just because we see someone who has mental health issues or anxiety issues, because we see them with a smile on their face, doesn't mean that it's all gone away. Right. I've been... I've been dealing with this for... Up. Right. I've been dealing with this for 14 years, right? So, like, I know how to handle it well enough where I can say I'm doing okay. And and that might be a satisfying answer for you, but that doesn't mean that everything is, is a okay, I guess. So you say follow up with them just because we see them smiling and happy today. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean, Oh wow. They're like all healed now. Right. Uh, It could be a, a moment. It just could be a facade, but watch for the signs, ask questions, follow up. Right. Right. Okay. The signs are, you know, I just gave it a, a couple examples, but they're all just different. You know, you know the person that if their personality just right, seems a right, little bit right, off, right. Um, that's something that is kind of subjective. Subjective, and I'm and I'm sorry that it's not just a cut and dry answer, but it really is right. subjective, and we have to be okay with just trying to decipher that and walk that through with somebody. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Next week, if you know anyone who's struggling with mental health, anxiety, depression, um, please ask them to tune in. We're going to pick this up again next Thursday, 4 o'clock, Conversations with Russ, uh, 1460 AM, also liferadionj.com or Facebook Live. Please tune in next week. Invite somebody to watch. Invite somebody to listen as we continue to wrestle with this and what's the best way for us to navigate the waters of mental health. Yeah. So, hey, if you don't have a great church that you're attending right now, we would love to see you at Fountain of Life 
this week. We're in a brand new series called Giants. Goliath. Goliath. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Giants. Goliath will fall. Must fall. Must fall. Yeah, I don't even know the title of my own series. (laughs) See, the thing is... Giants... You're, you're nailing it all because they're they're giants in our lives. Yes. And because Jesus is so so powerful and powerful enough to conquer the grave, <laughs> they all will fall. They all Therefore, will fall. Therefore, okay. we're good. We're good. You got okay. it. <laughs> Goliath will fall, must fall. must fall. Anyway, one of those giants in our life is fear. We're going to be talking about that this Sunday, 9 and 11 a.m. at the Fountain of Life. Hope you'll join us. God bless. God bless. We'll see ya. We hope you enjoyed Conversations with Pastor Russ, Senior Pastor at the Fountain of Life in Burlington, New Jersey. Pastor Russ would love to meet you this Sunday at either our 9 or 11 a.m. services. For directions or more information, please feel free to contact us by calling 609-499-2131 or visit our website at flcnj.org. Thanks for listening to today's message on Life Radio WIFI, your inspiration station.